Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown. Coming to you today, day the 19th. I know it's tomorrow's Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Easter, I don't know if anybody knows this, is one of my favorite holidays, um, as is Christmas. I'm a religious psychic, whatever that means. <laughs> I just love Christ, love Jesus. So, I'm not really religious like it, but it's all the way to explain sometimes. In any case, tomorrow's Easter, and for all those that follow, the practice of Easter, happy Easter. Also, is it also happy Passover? Oh, Monday, isn't it Passover? Try to God, I keep saying I'm going to educate myself before these shows. I never do. Monday, make sure the air is on. Monday was, it was Passover. <laughs> if it's not, I'll check the internet. I think it was. And it was also, it was also a lunar eclipse coupled with a blood moon. Now, if anybody didn't know this, but of course, my people did. And when I mean my people, I mean metaphysical people. We knew that that was the day to put your wishes and desires for wishes. Meaning, all you had to do was think it. That's all you had to do was think it, and it would come true. Now, because I never do my homework, I could have told you this last week. <laughs> but... I myself didn't find out about the blood moon until the day up. <laughs> and then one of my Twitter people were like, Tracy, what does the blood moon mean? So I tweeted back, there's a technical answer, and then there's a magical answer. And then I gave her a copy of the website so that she could read it rather than have me explain it in 140 characters, which is annoying. Sometimes 140 characters is annoying. <laughs> so, hi, everyone. So the blood moon, did anybody see the blood moon? It was, it was so in the West Coast, and then on top of it, it was, it was shown in the West Coast, and then on top of it, the moon literally, as it passed over the sun, and the placement of the angle of both the sun and the moon, instead of turning the moon dark, because of the angle, it turned the moon red. Now, let me also tell you that there are four more blood moons coming. You know what it kind of reminds me of in modern day times? What if, and just a what if, because of course there's nothing I'll be able to prove except years from now, <laughs> I'll be able to go back and say, I said it first. What if this is similar to the star of Bethlehem? What if it's similar to that where, you know, maybe in one of these blood moons, the second coming of Christ is literally being born again? <laughs> that's my wish. But in any case, that's my magical wish. <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk too long because I'm only doing a half an hour and... The board is lit up like a Christmas tree, so I want to get as many people in as possible. Yep, 
a lot. Oops, there's a lot of people on today. So let's just get started. Two one six, you're on the line. Hello. Hi, two one six. This is Tracy. How are you? Hi, Tracy. How are you? Not bad, thank you. It's a pleasure that you called today. Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> I love Easter and I love Christmas, so and then I love so Christmas. <laughs> you so do I. No, really, I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can I ask one question? Go for it. Okay. Story of my life: the past three, three and a half months. I'm on my fourth month, actually. I'm looking for employment. Do you see me oh. landing one? <laughs> How okay, more blunt can no. I be? No, please. I like it straight and to the point. That's my character, so give it to me straight. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I, know. I can handle I'm a, it. <laughs> I'm a stress machine, girl. I am a stress machine. Oh, I know. Tell me your name first. Sharon. Sharon, okay. So, is Sharon, give me the question one more time. Okay. Do you see me landing a new job? I'm looking for employment. Okay, I'm Sharon. Landing new job. Because you've been out of work, you said three, four months or something? Yep. Four, yes. I'm on my fourth month. Okay. Getting unemployment? Yeah, I'm getting unemployment. Even, yeah, I'm getting unemployment. <clears throat> okay. It just helps if you're getting unemployment. It just helps. But like it's you, peanuts. I'm not the type of person to wait until unemployment runs out and then panic. So I don't want you to panic just yet because at least you're getting unemployment. So I think you're doing the right thing by looking now. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I get victory. I get victory, and I also get it in a, a, a type of career. Let's not say career. I, 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 I say yes, and I get it in an area that you've never worked in before. Huh. And what I mean by that is... The, the, like the industry, like if, you, if, you only, I, if you've never done hospital before, then it'll be hospital. I gotcha. Like the industry. Oh, thank you. Um, I got to tell you, I think there's a self-confidence issue going on with you. Yeah, I haven't been feeling really happy lately. <laughs> but I also get in the past, like you owned it. Like you, you're, you're very, you're actually very self-confident. And for some reason, it's kind of like the pull of the moon. It's kind of turned for you. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like a part of you got lost, like, with this termination. I feel like you're, you're just not yourself today. I know. I haven't in the past couple months. <clears throat> okay. Um, there's a flower remedy that you, I don't know, you can get it, I don't know where you live. Where's 216? Silly? Hmm. Where's 216? I'm right here. I'm here. No, where, Can you hear where me? is 216? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in Ohio, me? my dear. It's in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, there's a flower remedy. I've heard I can't of it. think of the name I, of it now, yeah, I know. but I'll, I'll look for uh-huh. it. It's subcutaneous, and I promise you it helps with those feelings of, like, God, I want to get out of this. I want to get out of this, and I kind of can't. So I do see you getting a job. I do see you getting a job that you're going to love or they're going to love you. Can you pick up a time frame on it? I can. Give me one second, though. I Thank do you. see okay. that 
Mm-hmm. I do see that there's an offer coming to you, and in a weird kind of way, you're kind of saying to yourself, but why are they offering me the job? So there's a catch-22 going on with you. Well, you know what? I just had three interviews in the past week, and I'm waiting on one of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and what industry did you come from? Financial. And the one that you're waiting for, what industry is that? They're like insurance financial. It's a little different. It's a little different. Okay. All right. Um, I'm getting a time frame of four weeks, so I don't know what Oh, that I means. can deal with that. I can deal you with could? that, sweetie. That's what you okay. really see? I, I'm not kidding. That's exactly what I see. I see oh, one I month, read. four weeks. One month, four weeks. <sighs> okay. So I'm getting all the ugly that you've been feeling for the past 10, 15 weeks. It's behind you now. It's behind you. Did you lose your job like unexpected or you did? Yes. So I feel like it it just shook you. It shook you or it threw you to the ground, something like that. Well, I was betrayed so bad. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. The guy should have just put a gun to my head and blew my head. It just happened. (laughs) I'm so sorry. uh, that's hey, I, the only question I ask, why? Yeah. I know that everybody could ask that their whole lives. I know that because I did yeah. nothing but my yeah. job. But I, I'm yeah. over that now. I had to cry and get it over. But you, the good that's news right. is, let's all move forward. Let's shut that door. <laughs> I don't even yeah. want to talk about it. I know. Oh no, and I don't want to talk about it either because I actually get whatever you went through is in the past. I know. It is in the past, which means. You're handling it like you're taking, like you've taken care of that. Sometimes, yep. though, we have to live through it in order to come out of it. I know. It's it's the ones that stay in it too long are the ones that I worry about. Like, That's a good point. I usually get people. I'm begging them to come out of it. Life is better on the other side. Like, don't live in this so much. So much of this ugly toxic. You I know. It's yeah. It is toxic. But I see in about a month's time, I don't want you to worry. I'm more concerned with the offer that's coming to you and with you, like, truly believing that you could do the job. Wow. So, in other words, I've got to start doing my affirmations. <laughs> um, Please. Do you think it's going to be one of you, do you think it's anybody I interviewed with? Or is that hard to say? Let me just see. It's definitely somebody that you've interviewed with already. Yep. And Anything you know why you say it could be... Yeah, one of them is kind of far away, but if I get offered, I drive it. It's 40 minutes because it's okay. a good job. And you're right, all three of these jobs it would be a totally different job that I'm doing. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Now, you're, I know you wouldn't say, I like honesty just to the point. You really do feel it could be one of the ones I already interviewed at. You know, I'm going to say yes. Sometimes I get a little scared when I'm so adamant. So, but I have to say yes, but I say it with a long yes because I'm not okay, God. Okay, and one of you know the companies I mean? is, to, yeah, one of the companies is in a totally different field than me. It is. It's totally different type. So okay. just let it happen. That's all I can say. You don't see any ruin in my finances. I'm not going to like. First, tell me your name real quick. Sharon. Sharon. It's just that I like to write this stuff down. That's okay. Um, Thank you. Let me just look at your finances. First, let me tell you that the four of pentacles did show up. So you're kind of a tightwad. 
I, oh, I've been I've been squeaking lately. <laughs> oh my God. Good. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Good. I listen. Yeah. I have never been late for a bill. This month, I am going to be sweating. That's why I'm so stressed. I see. The month I of May see. will really be bad. What? I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, I said that it's good. I'm glad that you are like, like frugal. honing in. Yeah, you have to be frugal. You just have to I be. Know. You have to be. And I'm exactly the same way. I think I could be more frugal. I think I could. But I don't always have, like, people around me that can, like, help. That like, can, tweak that. That can let you do that. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, believe it. me. But I'm really, really frugal. Like, I, I, I get it. So, and I'm proud of you because that part of the trick is understanding that life has changed. Life has changed. And so everything else around me has to change, too. So you don't, what do you see in my finances? I'm okay. I'm just being cheap. <laughs> I'm saying being cheap is acceptable. I see that you're being cheap, which is the reason why I brought it up. Um, emotionally, you're scared with your finances, which you just admitted. I know. Like, it's a roller coaster ride. But what I like about the Two of Pentacles when it shows up is that there's an infinite supply. So it's one of those things where just when you think you're down to your last, boom, the job Penny. comes through. Then there you that yes, I know what you're saying. <laughs> and I'm gonna have okay. faith that that is what's gonna happen. <laughs> because that is Listen, one of my favorite prayers, one of my favorite prayers is the Jabers prayer. Look it up on the internet. It's called the miracle prayer. Call in the energies, call in the job the that you want. Prayer. It's called the I, miracle prayer. Yeah. I pray all the time. Try the Jabers prayer and it's been books written about it, you know, and it's very I'm writing very this simple. down. Good. Okay. I like prayers that are simple and to the point. I know. And there's been books written about the Jabez prayer, J-A-B-E-Z. I spelled it right, but I put it, oh, I spelled it J-A-B-E-R-Z, but it's Z. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a miracle prayer. And basically what it says, what I love about it is that, I, you know what, I even put it on my business card. That's how much I love it. But basically oh my, what it you, says. There you go. Okay. I did. I did. Like, I walked the walk. <laughs> I talked the uh-huh. talk. But basically, I love people like, like what that. It says, That's, I wish everybody was you. like that. Go on. Thank you. I appreciate that. It says, I know. bless me, lodge me, enlarge me, enlarge my territory, and let me not do evil to no one. That's basically what I it know. says. So it's funny how if you say this prayer in a weird kind of way, what seeps in is enlargement, but also what seeps in is I don't want to hurt anyone, but I don't want a hurt to come to me either. And the Jabari prayer has everything that you needed. I don't want to hurt. Don't let anybody hurt me. Bless me. Enlarge my territory. And boom, your wishes and desires will come true as long as you keep positive affirmations on what you want and, and not put greed into it. You will get what you want. Okay. That's a good advice. Right. The bottom line is a job in a month and yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like go bankrupt. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't see I don't see you getting bankrupt and I see that the job is definitely gonna save you. Okay. Very that's I got So that. with that with that being said, I know you went out on three, but continue. The hustle is on. Do what you have to do. Work it. You will get a job. I know. Thank you so much. Listen, you have a wonderful holiday, okay? 
Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. It's a pleasure talking with you. Happy Easter. Thank you so much, okay? Bye-bye. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, 843, you're on the line. Hey, it's Lavender11. Hi, Lavender11. How are you today? Um, I'm doing really great. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I just had a really quick celebrity question. Sure. Um, about Miss Kim Kardashian, Miss Beyonce, yeah. and possibly yeah. Miss Kanye Kardashian. Kanye <laughs> I've noticed that as soon as Kanye and Kim got together, you started right. to hear and see That's all right. of these news reports about Beyonce's personal life. Yes. And mm-hmm. they're usually kind of Private. they're kind of a little bit negative. Um oh, the, the reports are negative? That, what's that? The reports have been negative? Well, in in the sense that um, that it's saying that Beyonce is shunning Kim Kardashian, and you know, I, I can sense a little bit of shade in some of these articles, like the latest one, the dermatologist visit, um, how mm-hmm. they were saying that Kim wanted to get exactly what Beyonce got, and Beyonce got Botox and fillers, and that Beyonce oh. also shunned her. So it's it's kind of like really tricky. And the yes. way some of these articles read, it kind of makes me feel like Momager Chris Kardashian or Chris Jenner is putting things out there like that to kind of make people feel sorry for Kim. If that makes sense. Um. Well, let's take a look at that. Put that in the form of a question because that's not what I'm feeling, to be honest uh-huh. with you. But oh, put that in the form of a question. Um. I, I guess what's what's really going on between Kim Kardashian and Beyonce and, well, no. No, that's it. That's it. Okay, yeah. What's going on between Kim Kardashian and Beyonce? What's really going on? Let's take a look at that. And I, it's good that you stopped there because if anything else needs to come through, it'll come through. Hold on a second. Get enough cards out here. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What's going on between these two ladies? Because I think I know what's going on, and I, you know, and I don't like it. I think I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a power trip. It's a power trip. It literally means, like. What comes up for me is the wheel of fortune, the wheel of fortune, the wheel of fortune. Who's on top? Who's on top today? Oh. Mm-hmm. Who's on top? You know, uh, who's going to get the most positive press? Who's going to get the most negative press? Like, it's gotten to the point where it's like Beyonce doesn't want – okay. Hold on a second. Yeah. It's, okay. Let me tell you what I'm trying to tell you. It's kind of like, okay, it's really a Jay-Z and Kanye problem. A what? A Jay-Z and Kanye problem. I can see that. Thank you. It's really about the men, really. 
Now remember, Jay Z's a mastermind. His mind is like a computer. <laughs> he he has a mind of a computer. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So Beyonce's his. So with that being said, it's kind of like Jay Z can't throw himself out there. And the only way he can throw himself out there is if he puts out a new album, a new album. Mm-hmm. you understand? But the girl can be thrown out there. So he throws his wife out there, has her put the music out on the Internet, has all this press. She's at Coachella. She's dancing with Solange. She'll show up surprisingly in, you know, the oddest of places, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then Jay-Z shows up too. you understand? Mm-hmm. And that constantly keeps the attention as much as they can off of Kim and Kanye. It's really a male problem here. It's not a female problem. Both the women are pawns. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I definitely see that from Jay-Z. I think we talked about this before, and I definitely mm-hmm. see that from Kanye, where he wants to be a power couple as well, and yes. I think he has feelings for Kim, but it's more mm-hmm. like an image type of thing, and he's trying to turn mm-hmm. her into, like, Beyonce point two but better, or Beyonce 2.0, yeah. but better, but yeah. it's really sad where they're supposed to love these women and love the family that they created with these women, but yeah. they're, they're being pitted against each other, and the stories just don't fake. Yeah. Like completely I'm, I'm and not really 100% dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the problem I have. I'm not 100% confident that Jay-Z loves Beyonce. I'm not confident of that. Do you understand? I, I don't doubt I don't that he, I don't <laughs> doubt that he loves her. I just think there are different degrees of love. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I always said she's good for business. Mm-hmm. So the marriage was good for business. The marriage was good for Jay Z. Does that make sense? Yeah. That in the same token, sense. in the same token, Kim Kardashian is good for Kanye and for fashion. Like Kanye always wants to get in fashion. Who's the best person to you know marry into in terms of the business? But Kim Kardashian, however, Kim and Kanye were, uh-huh. <laughs> but Kim and Kanye were paired by Northwest. That's how they truly got paired up, by the baby mm-hmm. coming through. And then once they got paired up, then Kanye, it was kind of like, I actually like this idea. I'm glad, I'm glad God, God gave me a baby because I think what I'll do is I think I'll marry, you know, Kim, and we'll be the power fashion couple. Like, but... What I think is different between the two is Jay-Z does not show passion for Beyonce. Kanye displays passion. So there is a remarkable difference if you look at their body language. (laughs) You know another Mm -hmm. thing that kind Mm -hmm. of came to my mind? I think this was last year when there was um, this rumor that was, that was uh, sent to E! News about Beyonce being pregnant. 
And mm-hmm. I may have asked about this before. I can't remember. And I wonder, because I know that Kanye and Jay-Z, they've always butt heads and they've always been, quote, unquote, brothers, but very competitive at the same time. I wonder mm-hmm. if Kanye was behind that false rumor about Beyonce being pregnant and if that mm-hmm. was kind of the turning point between Jay-Z and Kanye, if he or someone from that family was responsible. Well, here's what I'm getting. I actually think Kanye adores Beyonce. Uh-huh. You know, I get that he reveres her as, like, the best thing he's ever seen. Seriously. Um, I think that I really believe that. Like, I think, I think he reveres her. Like, I think he's, like, I think he just adores her, just loves her. Um, I am not in a sexual way, really, but he just, he just does adore her. Like, he's so passionate. So what I'm, the feeling that I'm getting is like, oh, my God. Like, when she walks in the room, everything stops, and everybody better stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's so passionate. Mm-hmm. I think what changed between them was Kim Kardashian's reality show. Oh. And they kind of treated Kanye vile when they did the New York version of the reality show. You know, mm-hmm. Chloe and Kim go to New York, something like that. And oh, there was a moment there. Yeah, there was a moment there where they were kind of like, you, Kanye, you can't come around because we're so private. We don't do the shit that, that you're about to get into. So we're going to have to separate our friendship. And Kanye was kind of like, what the hell? We're friends. Like, except what I'm doing right now. But that was a turning point for them. They literally had to shut Kanye out because they claimed their lives are so private, and now they're opening up their lives to the public, which they should because people really do like them. But that was a turning point. And they're only opening up their lives more to the, to the public because Kanye's so open that it could take money away from Jay-Z. Again, Beyonce's a business. Wow. Well, it's Hollywood. I guess everything's a game. I don't know. That's crazy. I'm not even sure if it's, like, conscious, though. Like, I can't guarantee that it's conscious. And yet, it is conscious. You know what I mean? Like, I -hmm. think Kanye's raw, raw with his emotions, and I think Jay-Z is calculating with his emotions. Because the bottom Mm -hmm. line with Jay-Z, somebody better bring a dollar into this house. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the bottom line with Jay-Z. He really is about his money. I'm not mad at either one. I'm not mad at either one. I just don't know if the girls are on board 100%. And yet, it has gotten to the point where Beyonce has to be on board. Because, you know, and then another funny thing is that um, – uh, over the I, over the weekend, she was pictured talking to Kanye's ex, um, Amber. I can't mm-hmm. remember her last name. Uh, yeah, she's a beauty. Amber, yeah, the one that just had the baby. Um, mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. She so mm-hmm. she was she's been pictured being really friendly with her, and that's why mm-hmm. when this dermatology story came out and it's been being dragged out for over a week, that's why I was mm-hmm. like, you know, this is. Suspicious timing. Hmm. I just think that it's a dirty game. I think it's a dirty game. 
Beyonce will stand by her man, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I I just think, you know, I I don't know what to tell you. It's <laughs> they're hard. They're That's all horrible sad. people. But I really get that it's about winning. Who's going to win? And the girls are are out there. The girls are putting in front of the guys. And the guys are not fighting. Look at the two men. They're not fighting. They're not showing themselves in an an, an obnoxious way. Mm -hmm. Kanye is obnoxious, but that's because he's so passionate. But... (laughs) (laughs) But they're not pitting, pitting each other, the men against the men. That's not happening. But the girls are displaying a fight, not necessarily with each other, but who's going to be the most public, viable person out there. You'll oh. see. Beyonce's going to play another trick. She showed up at Coachella, you know, right after Kim had her, you know, magazine display out. Like, it's all calculated. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. Hold on, everybody else, stay on the line. You know, I'm actually going to take the calls unless I get a, a an actual phone reading, but I'm only on for half an hour. I want to be able to tell everyone, thank you for tuning in. I, I chose a half an hour by by design. I just have something else to do after this. And call me at the Green Man Store for your own personal readings at 818-929-4416. And join me on Twitter at Pop Culture Psychic, and subscribe to my YouTube. Okay, Lavender 11, what were you saying now? Um, well, I said that, that, you know, that seems really unnecessary to me, but I guess when money's involved, people feel like they need to do, I guess, whatever. But then another yeah. couple comes to mind, too, is Drake and Rihanna, because it seems like they're trying to get on that power couple, I don't know, battlefield as well. You know, here's my problem with Drake and Rihanna, though. I'm not confident that they're a couple. I think it's PR, too, but, you know, yes. they can have fun. Now, let's, re- <laughs> right. let's remember something. Kanye's cuckoo crazy, and he's passionate. Mm-hmm. Rihanna is a little nutty and passionate, and she's demonstrative. She shows her love. She puts it out there. She's not doing that with Jake. Nope. She, the look on her face when that dude hugs her is, is the most hilarious thing I've ever you. seen. Thank you. <laughs> I totally agree. It's not real. It's just not real. And so with that being said, I think it was for Drake. I think he needs to sell out his concerts. Sorry. Uh. You know, I think they are really, really good friends. I don't doubt that. I think he needs to sell out his concerts. I've said early on, his concerts are not selling out. They are? They're not selling out. No. No. Oh, wow. They weren't selling out right from the beginning. Well, you know, I don't really like him either, so I don't pay attention to him. You know what? I feel I actually like him. I don't like him as an artist. Like, I don't really listen to his song. He's a really adorable actor, and I just adore him. You know what I mean? But I also adore mm-hmm. Chris Brown. You know? Well, I like I Rihanna. Strange, I like them all. I know. I like Chris, too. And, and apparently he's back with Karuchi again after... Whatever that means. 
Whatever that means. Whatever that means. He will he will sleep with some female warden and she'll leave again and then he'll be like, Oh, come back. No other you know, you're the only one that's gonna keep doing it. Take this abuse, so come back and she'll go back again. She'll be the one visiting him in jail if he doesn't get off. He'll keep her around like prison boys do with girls that they need to keep around. Like it's just ugh. But you know that's that's so sad. You know you have Kim, which I don't feel for against her in any way. But she's she's gorgeous. You have Kim, then you have mm-hmm. Beyonce, who's at the top mm-hmm. of her game, and you have Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I don't really like her, mm-hmm. but I think she deserves better than what she's mm-hmm. been given as well. And you have these guys who are kind of just moving them around to advance their own yeah. their own yeah. whatever they're looking for, and it's, yeah. it's really yeah. sad. Yeah, I mean, at least, look at it this way. At least Kim and Beyonce, no matter what's going on in their relationship, at least they do have some power. That's true. And Yeah, Kay does not know how to own the power yet. She could have she done something. No, yes, she has no support team or she has a pathetic support team that's not teaching her to use the power in her celebrity status with Chris Brown. No one's helping her. The bottom line is this equates the money. That is the bottom line. And if you don't have it, somebody needs to teach it to you. But this back and forth, going back and forth, there's no value in that. There's no value. She could not have been my daughter. And and even And even on the... You know, on the celebrity front, it re- if she wants to do something else um, in the public mm-hmm. room, it really doesn't look good on her to be, I guess, I kind know. of the down for anything chick. <laughs> because whenever she, whenever she tries to do something for herself in the future, no one's going to take her seriously because she's known mm-hmm. as Chris Brown's doormat, I guess. She has to. She has to decide like what her reputation is going to look like, and she's too emotionally stuck with Chris to figure mm-hmm. out that she's not looking well to the public. And when people call her out, she just throws it off. She's not taking it like for real, like for real, for real. It, it's not healthy for you. Yeah. For real, for real. Like it is, I'm at the point with Chris, and I love Chris. Don't get me wrong, you know. But I think if Chris is my son at this point, you've got to work out your own mess now. You just have to. Like it comes a stage in your life where a parent has to say, well, "You let me you know, know what decisions you make." But I can't always be there for you. Every parent is not going to always. I was never always there for my son. At some point, I have to look at my own child, and I go, listen, I want you to work this out, and, and when you decide that things are better for you, give me a call. But this crap, I'm not stepping into. And my kid wasn't a bad kid. Don't get me wrong. There's no drugs, no alcohol, no robbery, mm-hmm. no stealing, nothing. And yet, he was acting out. And I was like, whoa, okay. That's not my, that's not my cup of tea as a parent, so I don't like it. If you continue, it will escalate. I'm not down for that. I'm going to release you to the elements because that's where you think you belong. And if it works out for you and you make some better decisions, give me a call. My son called me. And that was a risk. (laughs) It was a big risk. 
but K and CB, they're not working it out, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not deciding to be adults now, be an adult. Learn to make some better decisions. You know, a, a lot of relationships, people think it's okay to stay in it. It's not okay. I don't care about your public image. I care about your image from inside. Who do you think you are? And what value is it? What value can you put in sticking by Chris? No value. It's just, I'm over it. And that's why I everybody's like, Tracy, do a video. Tracy, do a video. No, no, I'm not going to do a video on these people anymore. No. Oh, because it's, it's the it. same thing back and forth. So, right, you know. But right. I wonder with Karuchi if she feels, if it's, if it's, you know, all love and she's just stuck on this person or if she feels like if she leaves him and something happens, she would feel responsible for whatever happens. Or if she's scared to leave him physically. You know what? It's funny you should say that because there is a, there is a physiological response to breaking up, or there's a physiological response if you think someone is your soulmate. Oh. Physiologically, people cannot release themselves, and it takes a lot of mental breakdown in order to get enlightenment and relieve yourself, relieve yourself from being stuck in a situation that has just been unhealthy for you. It just takes a lot, and it's a little bit of psychological damage even. And a lot of times the psychological damage when people are stuck comes from the other person. So the other person gives off manipulation, Mm -hmm. trickery, also gives off feelings of abandonment, which is kind of like it it comes in a form of um, like not talking for long periods. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, because I get this a lot, where people don't talk, and they go, well, when's the last time you talked to the person? You're like, oh, it's been a while. And they have this feeling of abandonment, which means we've got to go all the way back to five, six, seven, eight, see where it began, and then bring them to the surface to understand this is really where it's coming from, and it's been displaced. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the other person usually provides manipulation, some form of taunting even, um, of feelings of abandonment. That's what they put out there, feelings of abandonment. And then give huge displays of love. So it's just a, but it all comes from the other person. And then the person that's receiving all of this then begins to believe physiologically that they can't be without this person. And that's how they get stuck. The bottom line is the other person that's playing the trickery, and I hate to use any other word, I just can't think of another word, it's never going to stick around. It's never going to change. Do you understand? But the person that's receiving it doesn't know that because physiologically they've been so trapped in this manipulation that they can't see it, and they only see it, they see it as love, and it really isn't love, but that's what... They believe it is, but it's abuse, but it's love. Am I abused or am I being loved? It gets confusing. But the person that's doing the manipulation always knows what they're doing. Wow. Always. 
I wonder how she grew up. There isn't that much information on her. I mean, I, I can look at people. It does look like she was pampered. I don't think she had that much money. You know, it does look like she, you know, it looks like she was loved. It really does. Um, I think that she may have had some food issues, food, food issues, which, again, can go back to am I loved. There might have been some um, issues of, um, it's not hunger, but maybe not always enough to go around. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, and again, it could like it can start from from even that place. I'm definitely getting that that maybe there wasn't always enough for everybody, but everybody was fed. It's kind of weird what I'm trying to say. Oh. Um. But she's also just a victim for love. She's she's just trapped. She's a victim for love. She gives so much. She gives so much. And for her, it doesn't matter if she's in a threesome. That does not matter. Wow. So she like I, I want to correct that. She she doesn't want to be in a threesome. It just matters to her. How do I mean this? Well, I, I, guess, I guess I'm getting she's always a third party. She's thought of last is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's funny you should say that because that would be interesting to, to look at. I'm also getting that there's a part of her that just doesn't know how pretty she is. You oh, know? She's a, she's a cute girl. But you know what the difference is? Like, okay, when I grew up, you know what my mom told me every day? Every day. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. To the point where I was numb to it. I was like, really? To myself. Like, I didn't Uh get it. And when I brought my son up, I was like, oh, my God, you're the most handsomest baby in America. You know what I mean? (laughs) To the point where no girl could tell him he was ugly. It was never going to happen. But his Uh mama told him he's gorgeous. Do you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. So some people grow up in a household where they never get to hear it. And so they could be beautiful. I think Karuchi's beautiful. I don't think she really, really knows it. She doesn't carry herself like she knows she's beautiful. No, she doesn't. Right. She carries I mean, fashion well. She doesn't carry her body well like she knows she's got it going on. Two different things. You know, in some ways, I kind of feel like Karuchi and Rihanna are similar in terms of their background. Mm-hmm. But that Rihanna mm-hmm. has the resources to just to finally wake up and try and do better for herself. Okay, let's go back to when Rihanna was not with Chris Brown. She looked like Karuchi. Remember, she had that beautiful light-colored hair. She was very shy, very timid. You know who told her she was, like, banging her people? Until she got it in her system, until she was like, hell yeah, I'm hot. Getting cool, she doesn't have people around her that let her know that she's the best thing this, this side of Texas. Because technically, we all are. Mm-hmm. No one can ever put me down, ever. I'm, I, I won't take it. I'd be like, what? 
that's an amazing thing that you've just displayed on me because I've never felt that. Like, I can't even get insulted <laughs> in this day and age. No matter what you say, I'm going to be like, wow, really? It can't affect me. And that's something I instilled in my son from birth. Like, so when you know how the, mo- the, the mama jokes or they go to diss you, mm-hmm. my son is like, you got a good one off, but the one I'm going to throw back on you, you diss me, good for you. But the one I'm going to put back on you, you better have a good head on your shoulders because it's going to hurt. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when you raise somebody up with that type of confidence, ain't nobody can crack that. You can't crack me. You can't crack my son. You can't crack what, like, you can't crack how I walk. 